Skyler Kroon. Welcome to the Spook House, sir. It's good to have you here. Thanks for having me. I love spooky things. All right. Well, you are in the right place. What kind of tea are you drinking there? Um, my some some shit my girlfriend got. I don't know. She's <laughs> she likes tea. Kind of got me into tea. I think I've got a winter wake up, which just because okay. I needed a little bit of caffeine. Mm-hmm. And then I, I use these things called tea drops that are they're like uh, concentrated tea. You put it in, and the water, you know, like you you drink the sediment too with it. It kind of just dissolves, so you don't have to have a tea bag. The company tea drops. If anyone gives a shit about anything like that, which all I'm, right, I'm, shout I'm out to tea drops, no, but not <laughs> tea drops. Yeah, I'm looking for that sponsorship. The cit- citrus ginger is my favorite. Okay, so yeah, I always I always do a half a half and half when I'm going tea. I like to to mix a bag or two or one of those drops in a bag. So, yeah, I've got working with a little blend, a little custom blend, if you will. Yeah, I got to get into the tea game. You know, I know, like, green and black. You know, I've been doing it for a little bit now. Um, I I like coffee, but I just, for some reason, on the last tour we were on, I – noticed that i quit drinking it like i didn't do it for any real reason i just stopped and i started drinking like you know green tea matcha lattes and you know regular just black tea like you know what we have in the south all the time like sweet you know black tea yeah a nice like chamomile at night something caffeine free when it's cold i don't know i think it's it's cool um and I, i tried to start doing it more often but i will drink coffee and still be like not not i'm not feeling it i don't know that'll piss off all the coffee heads out there all you java heads out there. <laughs> yeah i'm right there My with you on the... is one of them she's <laughs> yeah. walking up right now sorry i apologize no Bye. it's all good you like coffee and i like tea whatever <laughs> what's that song john popper Blue Travelers. Well, I like tea. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Anyway, enough about that. Yeah. Enough about that. Boring content. Your your crowd is already tuned out. They're over on Rogan. Nah, man. Hey, well, speaking of, like, um, personal preferences, I have one for you. Do you like mm-hmm. Impossible or Beyond Meat? What's your go-to? Do you have a favorite? It's been difficult to get the Impossible Burger here. I know they just started carrying it at Trader Joe's. Yeah. And um, I, for a shitty burger, like a like a backyard burger, I would suggest Impossible if you can find the pound. Of uh-huh. it. But since Beyond is so readily available to get that pound, because I like to add so much to my stuff. That uh, I I I think I pre- I think I prefer the the Beyond. It also I, I believe is less processed and more uh, it's less carcinogens in in that than what is in the Impossible Burger, and that's what you're kind of tasting. You know, you could burn anything long enough over a grill and eat it, and it probably tastes pretty good. Yeah, I kind of go back just, and forth. I, yeah. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I have both of them in my freezer right now, and and really, it's like. I feel like you get a better greasy burger from Impossible, which is probably not the best thing for you. But 
it still tastes really, really good. And then with the Beyond, I can still, I can still get a pretty damn good burger out of it, but I'm using Beyond for pastas or, you know, like raviolis and whatnot, like putting them in strombolis. And that's where I would use them pasta or, uh, the other more possible holds up like a, it just really does make a burger. You can take it right out of the pack, put a little garlic powder on it, throw it on the grill, salt and pepper. Yeah, good stuff. I might have to fire up a grill tonight. I found a grill on the side of the road today. I was <laughs> driving out of my neighborhood, and somebody had put, I guess it's it's called an expert grill, which I, I looked it up. I think it's a Walmart brand, but it's a pretty badass grill to be throwing away. I mean, a grill is essentially a glorified hole in the ground. So. Yeah. I don't know what could have been wrong with this. They probably could have gotten 50 bucks for it offline, but I saw it and I put it in my truck. It's a full top, you know, charcoal on the bottom, full top. No grapes yeah. are missing. It roll has wheels, a table. It's got a bottle opener. Hell yeah. It's crazy. So I so yeah, I got two grills now going nice. all out. Nice. How long have you been vegan? Six years now. Okay. Yeah, I've been vegetarian yeah. for six myself, actually. Um, cool. Yeah, man. Good on you, man. Hey, What's good on What's your hardest thing to to give up? Oh man, um, I, I like have no judgment. I'm just asking out of curiosity, like, what, like you know what's keeping. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like having eggs in the morning sometimes. Mm-hmm. I could I could give up the cheese. It just kind of yeah. makes its way in sometimes. I'm like, well, right. okay, well, I guess I'll eat Yeah, the alternatives now are so good, you know. Like, I'm blown away. It's, I have this conversation now and again that, it, you know, maybe even four years ago, we didn't have as many alternatives. Now you got, you know, 14 varieties of, of uh, plant-based cheeses and spreads and yeah. You know, your cream cheese, everything. And, uh, I don't know. I've never been a, I've always been a little lactose intolerant. So I've never really been a real milk guy. Yeah. A milkman, a real milkman, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I love oat milk I, and I cook with it. it does, I make my biscuits are exactly the same. So you make you know, your own biscuits? Uh, man, I make everything. Nice. Like everything. My grandmother yeah. kind of taught me how to cook. So I, when when uh, I started dating my partner, we she kind of uh, convinced me to give it a whirl and try her. Uh, you know, I think we were standing in the middle of a Harris Theater, or you know, our our grocery store one night, and I was like, I cannot believe you're not gonna let me make you a grilled cheese sandwich. It's kind of my pickup line or whatever. Like, <laughs> I can't believe you're not gonna make a grilled cheese sandwich I can eat. I was like, Ayo, uh. good point. <laughs> so I made it. I, I basically for her like studied the vegan cheeses and whatnot, and you know, and just being someone who's always cooked, always worked in restaurants, and now living a plant based lifestyle, just was fun, man. I mean, I made a vegan chili like within the first two weeks of us dating. I was like, this is amazing. It's kind of like puzzle piecing. Um, the alternatives you would, you would be surprised. Um, a lot of the process, process stuff is not good. A lot of, some of it is very good, but to make, you know, say damn near anything that my grandmother would have made, I could have tricked her now with these alternatives that we have. I could have made 
a beef stroganoff or a yeah. you know like a goulash or, or you know the only thing that I can't I I can't personally recreate but I've seen videos of how tedious it is is the is egg yolk you know a yolky thing and I, I get that my my best friend and bass player Matt uh, he still eats eggs but he's he's pretty much a vegan as far as everything else is concerned but he still eats eggs yeah um and yeah i mean i think it's i think it's uh, probably still decent for you i don't know I'm, i i just to me almost anything's a gateway food for me i guess so there's no real reason to look back i'm fighting a battle between my willpower and my uh pride this is a classic pulp fiction line like my girlfriend's a vegan so it pretty much makes me vegan yeah, there you go. But I am now truly, after six years, for all the reasons, ethical and whatnot, I'm a diabetic. It, it drastically changed my uh, all of my levels, my blood work and whatnot, and my the things that held me back then. Like, like after cutting out dairy and and animal byproduct, I I can say literally almost everything that ailed me changed. So yeah, if I to, to be veganism i don't know anybody who has health issues that has switched to a plant plant-based diet and not felt better from anything that ailed them also environmentally you're helping out the uh Cape yeah. river because god knows they're dumping yeah. hog shit into that thing so yeah you well you remember when the yeah i think it was hurricane florence maybe or fran i can't remember which one floyd who knows so that's such a, such a stupid archaic thing that name these weird hurricanes but yeah. the one where the hog farms all flooded and there's pigs floating down the cape fear they ended up here in wilmington They're floating just past them down under the cape fear memorial bridge just yeah gases you just see them floating that's fucking horrific uh north carolina is not known for its uh <laughs> not known for its its uh upstoundings uh i don't i don't know the word i'm looking for but it is not known for for there's accolades, I guess. Yeah, Not there's too many. There's a lot of bad ones. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in. Um, I don't know if you know where like the Kinston area is. So that's where I grew up. That's so where my, that's where my girlfriend's from is Kinston. No shit. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did she grow up there? She grew up there. She grew up in Kinston. Her gra- her grandmother still works at a textile mill there, uh, you know, a seamstress. She's a seamstress um, there, and her her grandfather still has a farm there with some with a peacock and some goats, and we go up there all the time. But, yeah, we're still tight ties to Kinston. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, that's where I was uh, born and raised. It's a really interesting place. Hell, yeah, dude. I'm sure you know my, my girlfriend, then. Possibly. Well, how in old a, are you? Uh... I uh, just turned 33, so. She's a little bit younger than you, but she's 30, and I, she got out and moved to Wilmington um, probably at, you know, college age, so yeah. she's been here since then, so it, it, maybe, who knows. Yeah, um, that was the right yeah. move. I mean, I have love for Kinston, but right. I, I couldn't live there anymore. I was like, see my way out. But yeah, point being that I grew up with the uh the smell of hog shit. Hog farms was a yes. very yes. common thing. I mean, you just get used to it driving down the country roads and you're like, "Yep, that's hog shit," but you just kind of get used to it. Yeah. It's sort of weird. Yeah, man, it's 
it's a pretty crazy thing with uh, that area. Just you know, any of those rural North Carolina towns. It let's face it, the entire country is is you know you take an off ramp and there's a Walmart and a, it's the all these these capitalist shit. But uh, but yeah, uh, those small towns when when you when you aspire to stay in them is when life can get real hard real quick. And, um, it statistically, I guess, uh, drug use is worse out there and in those rural communities. And there's, um, yeah, like that whole, that whole area in North Carolina is actually, you know, it it can get rough. It can get rough. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. Kinston, Goldsboro, that whole uh, that whole scene around there. My little brother lived in Goldsboro for a little while, and we went to visit him. He was trying to open a coffee shop, and you know we went and had a beer across the street. This is you know year, years before the COVID and everything, and uh, we heard gunfire and turned and looked, and there were two dudes shooting at each other over a car, just pop 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 in the parking Damn. lot, we were sitting in basically. Just wow, downtown Goldsboro, right in front of a statue and a fountain, and they're just like. What? What? what oh. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> we shit. were like, that just, that just happened. Let's go inside. Yeah. It's hard out there. It's tough. Yeah, man. It's, I don't know why he yeah, would I, want to know, open mm-hmm. one in Goldsboro. I mean, uh, he had, he had some family that was there and it was a, it seemed like a, a good opportunity at the time, but yeah. And when I went and, and, checked it out and it seemed like Goldsboro had a moment where they wanted to be progressive but I couldn't even get wrap my head around looking at that town I was just like man they just closed down the uh wild they just closed down the K&W at the Goldsboro mall my grandma was so upset oh man I bet your grandma was mad as hell (laughs) K&W is a spot man you get to see your friends you get to you get to eat a little bit of whatever you want yeah one plate say hello man Hopefully that maybe ours is closed down. I don't know. We've got one right across from the mall, so I don't. I don't think it'll close down. It's in a good location, but that dang, that sucks, man. Yeah, shame, nope. shame that K and W shut down. I know, man. So speaking of, uh, you mentioned you know dead hogs in the Cape Fear River. I have a. I came across <laughs> a, a funny, well, an interesting story the other day. Um, have you ever heard about the myths of mermaids in the Cape Fear River? Does that ring any bells? I have heard this theory. Um, there it was uh, one of somebody said something about one of the caretakers for the battleship had seen some at some point here in Wilmington. But I've heard myths. It was like a it was an old Lumbee Indian tale, wasn't it? That they used to see them um, coming out of the, the water at night or something like that. Yes. I could be mixing up two different stories. Yeah. So from what I read, it was like soldiers during the revolutionary war, they would see them at mermaid point, which was the actual name of the right. this part of the river, which was the intersection of, uh, the deep river and hall river. Yeah, and appara- yeah. yeah, apparently soldiers would see them, um, washing seaweed out of their hair at night, but there was also a what? nearby, there was also a nearby tavern called Ramsey's Tavern that served all these soldiers. So they're like, well, yeah. they were probably just drunk soldiers. But 
Check her out. Check her out. She's got seaweed in her hair. She's taking, <laughs> she's taking the seaweed out of her hair. That's trippy, man. Is that a mermaid? Yeah, it's a fucking mermaid, man. Yeah, that's got seaweed in her hair. She's cleaning it out. Meanwhile, yeah. it's like this poor beaver, a beaver, like flap with his flap. And yeah, yeah. you're probably we've right. Always been, we've always been really stupid, you know, like like our explanations of things. It's always yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had to it's throw that Bigfoot. It was actually Bigfoot. It wasn't a mermaid at all. It was Bigfoot taking a shit. He's <laughs> trying to have like he's trying to have some peace and quiet in the woods. And meanwhile, these soldiers are pissed drunk and like running through the water, river naked. Like some dudes daring him. What? Well, Jones ran through naked, man. <laughs> and then they get scared and turn around. I swear it was a man. It was a man person with seaweed in his river hair. Yeah. Well, speaking of like odd, odd, odd shit like that, are there any, uh, like cryptids? Like, are you a, what are your thoughts on like Bigfoot? It's, man. You've toured across the country a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, I've seen some crazy stuff. I've never seen a, a, a Bigfoot. I do, I do, I, you know, I want to believe. I want to believe in everything. Same here, bro. Um, I, I'm trying to think about if I've seen anything remotely, like, odd. Like, I mean, I, obviously I do. I mean, there's ghost stories around here. There's there's a weird, like, they said there was a weird monster in Greenfield Lake, which I live on Greenfield Lake. They said they've seen something in there. But there are these giant mutant turtle, like alligator snapping turtles, that are huge, that could just, like, bite your arm off in one fail swoop. Yeah. So... Just to say that there's not an interdimensional time traveling hairy eight foot eight man, you know? Hey man, <laughs> big and he's boy and he's blurry. Who's who's to say? I I don't know. I I, I love the theories about it and the missing four one one. You know, I don't know if you've seen those documentaries, but they're you know usually about the the amount of people that go missing in national parks. And I know uh, Mysterious Universe talks. About him all the time, and I couldn't tell you the director's name, but I know the the na- the series is called Missing Four One One, and there were maybe two or three documentaries and a book. Um, but there's these stories are crazy, and these people aren't disappearing out of thin air and then winding up in these places. And I don't know. I mean, I would love to know if if Bigfoot was real, but don't you think we might have seen some evidence by now? You know. Yeah. I would actually think that, like, some crazy thing like that would even aliens than to be Bigfoot because there's the, there's no trace evidence of, of, you know, just like the weird uh, cattle mutilation and stuff. Like, who's yeah. doing that? Is it a Bigfoot? And then why aren't we seeing evidence of a struggle of the Bigfoot? Or is the Bigfoot made out of light? And, I mean... Yeah. Uh, you, you, like, the... The, the the theories about them being able to teleport and being from another dimension is where it starts to get hairy for me. Yeah, <laughs> hairy hey now. for me. But, hey now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. I I mean, I I again am very agnostic when it comes to most things. So it's like you know, I just don't know. I've never seen it, so how I'm going to be skeptical. But but a lot of the evidence is compelling. Well, when you think about it, like a Sasquatch. Is it really that outlandish? Like to me, like not at an, all. an octopus is far crazier than a bipedal yeah. ape. 
like octopus could have been a myth or something and people be like yeah 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 that crazy talk but it's like well they're here and to me that's more impressive doing you see them doing the craziest things imaginable like yeah you see them skating along and morphing into shells and then another animal and then they you know they're then they look like the squid and then they then they're a piece of the rock and then they you know open a mayonnaise jar and escape it's like, yeah, <laughs> the the ocean has always fascinated me in a in a great way, and I uh, I, I still today am like I'm more terrified of the depths of the ocean than of hey just walk a beeline through that forest for one mile in the dark and come to the other end. I could I could do that in no sweat, but yeah, yeah the the ocean is terrifying, terrifying. So mermaids aren't that know. outlandish. I don't think so. I mean, well, yeah, I don't know. They probably were dolphins when they saw them. Probably. Like, dolphins have personality. Yeah. They found dolphins in, in uh, I mean, we see dolphins in a river all the time around here. And, yeah. uh, and on the, I mean, they sometimes will come in through the Cape Fear for where the inlet, you know, where everything uh, breaches together. I guess that's the word. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, they, dolphins go where they please and they look like people to the untrained eye i guess yeah i mean for the record i'm not a mermaid believer but i just you're not a mer you're not a mermaner a a (laughs) mermaner but i just found it to be a little interesting yeah i actually would like to read up on that because i mean uh, they they would definitely be living in the Cape Fear River because no one's ever no one knows what the hell's in that you know it's yeah. just this dark abysmal sludge of secrets yeah what about Mothman and mer- now that's my mer people Mothman's my favorite of the uh, the cryptids and mysterious creatures I'd probably have to agree with you on that, but I don't know enough about Mothman to speak on it. In the, mm-hmm. but yeah, that is that is a super creepy. Um, like, I don't know, Mothman's like is one of the ones that I would be terrified of. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I had a I had an experience once that was like supernatural in nature to oh. me when I was young, and uh, do tell. This don't yeah. This is the only this is the only thing that I I've ever really I, I don't know if I've ever told it on a podcast before. But um, so I was young and in church as a young Southern Baptist kid, and I uh, was went on some rich church retreat like youth camp kind of thing in Virginia at this okay. old farmhouse that was like two hundred years old. And it had an old barn attached to it. And we show up and, and, um, you know, we're, we're, we're doing something. I see some of it's a little blank to me because it's such a weird night and I was young. I couldn't have been more than, um, maybe 10, 11, 12, somewhere around there. But, uh, so we, you know, we're working on this house. We're doing things. I can't remember the chores we were doing the, during the day, but we're doing the token, like, you know, religious background. Singing some songs and you know whatever, but and also the kids are being bad because that's what kids do. We're just being bad. So I think we were telling ghost stories in the top hayloft, 
and some people were probably making out, you know, and like doing, you know, being, being bad children and misbehaving. And, um, but we're all telling ghost stories up in this, this hayloft. And I got, uh, I had incredible stomach cramps because I had not used the bathroom the entire time being a, being a preteen and terrified to defecate around women. Um, yeah. So I just, I decided to hold it for as long as physically possible within, um, physically possible had had started to to rear its head, and yeah. so I had to I had to I had to run and jump and jump down a ladder and run outside and I, you know and I like am sweating and and trying not to let anybody hear me and I run into the dark around this corner and I drop trowel and you know I'm do, do, doing my business yeah and I look up and there's a very large shadow of a figure in front of me and I kind of like pull my pants back up and I know it's dark that like they I don't know if they see me but they are backlit from the you know I guess the light of the moon and this this big overall figure and we had a kid named Hunter that was in the group with us that was a very very big boy. His name name was Honor, but they called him Bubba, and he he was a Bubba. He was big, and he he clearly three hundred pounds. Always wore overalls. Just a big guy. And so my brain immediately says that's Bubba, and I'm like, Bubba, I'm gonna I'm I'm trying to scare them. I'm gonna grab some rocks and throw throw some rocks. And I'm saying, are you are you gonna throw some rocks? And I say something. He doesn't move. Doesn't say say a word. And I'm like embarrassed and kind of half whatever get standing up and then um i hear a commotion inside the barn and as i walk in the barn i hear like somebody screaming and then one of the guys michael who is a neighbor of mine falls out of the hayloft like inches away from a pitchfork and i'm i see the pitchfork i see him fall i look up and i see hunter is still up in the hayloft with everyone else. And then, and they're all coming down this ladder and the other guys got the wind knocked out of them. And I, I just run in with everyone else, run into the actual farmhouse. And it's not until, you know, I, I know that there was someone out there. I saw a silhouette of someone. It couldn't have been the person I thought it was. It could have just been an old man that was around the barn, but it was very like, they never said a word. They never moved. They were, within feet from me, but had no distinction of, you know, that's, that it was just a shadow of a, of a big giant farmer watching me use the bathroom. (laughs) And, and then, but then, you know, the crazy thing was, is because we were all, you know, we were there with a faith based group. And so that, so they had to, to make it about, um, a demon and because something spooked the people upstairs in the thing and it wasn't me outside you know like something mm-hmm. spooked them up there and uh uh you know a, a young a kid got scared he fell and you know, so it turned into a real real like crazy situation and really quickly so i didn't have time to process that and i never mentioned that i saw it so the the people up in the lot hayloft were the ones coming down being like we need to pray and they're crying and they're you know they're making it about 
God being mad at them for telling ghost stories. And I'm just like, I actually saw the fucking ghost. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I didn't say that. But yeah, that was a wild, wild story. And, and I actually, you know, started to remember it over the last like five or six years and, and really think about it and be like, what, what was that? And obviously there's tons of, there's tons of explanations for what I saw, but there's not a lot of explanations for what happened in the hayloft. And those people, what timing? Yeah, and the timing, my, my girlfriend says from off screen, the timing of it all kind of going, you know, just, just shooting out and then, and then everybody running and, you know, and then we're all inside. And, and the, the cool thing about organized religion is you can take, that and you can you can play a song and everybody can sing together and that's called emotive response so then everybody starts to cry and feels crazy that you know something something happened because you're you're all emoting together um yeah that was very weird and it felt so dark and i went back and asked the two people that i knew that i still talked to from back then i'm like do you remember this and they're yeah i remember going there i was like well do you remember this thing happening the last night where everybody got scared and this, yeah, and they were like vaguely, but no. And even the guy who fell, he said like, I remember falling, but I don't remember why or what happened. So yeah, very like X Files mind eraser kind of, or Men in Black, like you know. Yeah, that was a Man in Black. That's what I saw. But, Damn. Yeah, that's that's my spooky story. That's I have one good spooky story. I probably have more if I think about it, but that's the one that really sticks to the ribs, you know. Yeah, man, that's uh that's definitely a good one. I've never heard a ghost story which involved like encountering the ghost while you're taking a shit. So that's yeah, that, that's a that's a very vulnerable many, position. I, I, I that's all I felt was vulnerable, and I and I was also trying to lie and like make it <laughs> seem like I was just squatting down looking for rocks to throw, <laughs> which in that it seems like it would have been a good idea and probably would have scared people, but. Uh, the scaring was done without me, you know? So that's, that was just always very interesting. And I've always wanted to like get to the bottom of what that could have been, but it was like a 200 year old farmhouse. So seeing, a, uh, I, I firmly believe that energy of, of anyone, especially traumatic energy, um, will taint and stick around in, in the spot that, in one way or another, do I believe that that person is stuck in turmoil or they're not, they haven't traversed into the great hereafter, whatever the hell that means. Um, I don't think that, but I, I do think that those amount, that those crazy energies of certain things definitely stick around and be imprinted on our timeline, you know? Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, obviously I or anybody else, doesn't know for sure what happens when we die but yeah, I, yeah i'm a firm believer in that yeah i also like the i like to think about um birds knowing i think birds and cats and all the like like animals that are personal you know if anyone deserves a heaven or an afterlife it's the animals that treat us with unconditional love and you know i think birds are weird and neat and i think that they see all timelines <laughs> like i think they can see the multiverse especially crows corbids yeah. how, why, why wouldn't why wouldn't they because they they can tell you they can tell their ancestors if a crow witnesses a crime right now 
they they can communicate. So if you killed someone outside and a crow was watching you, that that crow can communicate to to the murder of crows uh-huh. around them and future crows. Your face. Did you know that? Oh Did yeah, you know like like crows have um a very good memory and like they recognize yeah, people's they, faces and but yeah. somehow they can communicate it to their to their like like the son crow of of like the grandma crow you know all of the ancestors will know the face from the grandmother it's it, it's trans it's somehow communicated i don't they, wow. and i'm sure it can be explained but it's a in like insane thing and they say that you know if 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 somebody like didn't witness a murder and somebody's been found dead, and there's a cold case. There's probably a crow around that saw what happened and knows. You know, there's one day there'll be a way to extract it. Damn, that's uh, that's really fascinating. Yeah, I didn't know right. about I didn't know about that. They could like pass it down to generations. That's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, they're very they're the smartest. I mean, uh, yeah, the Corbin family. They're all very very smart birds. They like you know people train them. They train them to clean up the football stadium. They like will bring a piece of trash for a peanut, and so they can, yeah. You know that's how they clean up stadiums and stuff. It's fascinating to me. I love I love creepy birds. I've always wanted a like a raven or a crow to be my friend. So I, I do come out and feed them peanuts on occasion. Uh. They start to. I think one follows my truck to work because I only work like about two blocks from my house. So. I think I got a friend. He just doesn't want to be. He just doesn't want to come down and introduce himself yet. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, uh, maybe they'll pass that on to the Mothman, and he'll pay you a visit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let him do that. I look forward to it. I welcome him. Now well, these, I mean, uh, there. All these things are based in real. Uh, you know, like most most of these things are just based in this. Uh, in a passed down lore, so um, I I don't know why all of it, it. It seems like most of it would be easier to believe than not, but because maybe it doesn't happen anymore, and it was happening more prevalently, so we still have the we still have the stories to tell. But you know, maybe the Loch Ness monster is dead. So I I don't know. I I, I love lore. I love I love learning about. Um, Things like the mermaids and the Cape yeah. River, I think those are the most fascinating things for me. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, the legend that movie, The Legend of Boggy Creek. Was that what it was called? Oh uh, yeah, that was like one of the first found footage movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man, uh, that's a good one to go back and rewatch if you haven't watched it in a while. Yeah, man, I love uh, like cryptids and all that kind of shit. So yeah. right there with you. Speaking of crows, a movie called The Crow was filmed in Wilmington. So it Wil- was. Yeah. And apparently, um, the Castlehane Cement Factory. Yeah, so you grew up in Castlehane, right? Yeah, Castlehane's about 11 miles outside of Wilmington. So Wilmington is the end of I-40, for those who don't know. I-40 runs the complete length of... America from Barstow, California, all the way to Wilmington, North Carolina. And, um, we have a huge film. Um, I mean, Screen Gym Studio was over here. They used to call it Hollywood East. 
Yeah. Uh, the incentive was taken away by the, when, you know, the Republicans took the house way back when, but, uh, the incentive went down. So a lot of filming went to Atlanta around the time that Walking Dead was being made. That's, that's around when the incentives left North Carolina, but we still have a lot, like they're doing Scream here right now. Yep. Um, they, they did film. Halloween here last year. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've worked on the art department with, for you know when we're not touring for a while so i um have a lot of friends that have come back to work here in wilmington and it's it's nice to see you know danny and david really excited about making films here i mean they're all down in south carolina with um righteous gemstones and stuff but that's wilmington's got so much like we have a lot to offer with film and and it really affected our town when it left because there was you know we it brought so many jobs to our to our town um, yeah but yeah the the crow crow was filmed here that's that was infamous because of course brandon lee died um they, and that basically that was terrible because that was just like a you know Oh, so often you see on production, it's just, I mean, lots of, most things are done efficiently, but that was something that was overlooked because they didn't have the right professional on set with the gun. Usually if, it, if anyone's worked on set, when, even when they're bringing in a fake gun, the, you know, the assistant director will hold the gun up and he'll say, everyone, this is a fake gun. It does not have weapons in it. It is made of rubber. I will be holding it. It will be. You know, so they, they, precautions are, are taken usually. And I don't know if that maybe started when, after Brandon died, but yeah, they, they had to reshoot that whole movie, um, after that because the actor that, shit, what is his name? I'm going to have to look it up. The guy that played, um, he was in The Hills Have Eyes. He's, um, he's in all of Zombies movies. Michael Berryman? Brilliant actor. Yeah, the the big guy, he was yeah. going to play uh, Shadow Man or something, and and uh, or I don't know what ca- the character was from the Crow comics. I never read the Crow comics when I was little, but uh, he was playing that that character. It was like the Scarecrow kind of guy, and um, they ended up not using it because um, oh, wow. they did one scene. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was a. Uh, that was weird, but yeah, Super Mario Brothers was filmed in Wilmington. Yep. Blue Velvet, obviously, Firestarter, uh, Eastbound and Down, One Tree Hill, um, uh, Dawson's Creek. Yeah. I think of other things that are... The Conjuring? Um, the Conjuring, yeah, The Conjuring. Or the, although, most of that was like in Burgall, which was a little further past Castle Hayne, but still, yeah, that's you know, right. still on, on, on set in, uh, in I mean, Screen Gems is is huge. It's like nine lots. It's more than more than anywhere on the East Coast. I'm pretty sure. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of lot of film going on here still to this day. Hopefully, it gets better. Knock on some wood here. So uh, I watched, um, you know, I watched a Wilmington movie. Have you ever seen Trick or Treat? The 1980s. Oh yeah, I love that movie. Oh man, I just saw that for the first time like two nights ago. Oh, I'm okay. So this was about. um, Let me read the synopsis to you. It has Ozzy Osbourne and Gene Simmons in it for like a little while. 
They have cameos. It was filmed in Wilmington? Yep. Yep. At a, a lot of it was shot in at New Hanover High, actually. Okay. Alright, so here's the premise. A bullied teenage boy is devastated after the death of his heavy metal idol, Sammy Kerr. But as Halloween night approaches, he discovers that he may be the only one who can stop Sammy from making a satanic comeback from beyond the grave. And he, and he, like, communicates with this dead rock star by playing records backwards. This was, like, the height, yeah. of, height of satanic yeah. panic. Satanic panic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, but, yeah, like, you see a lot of old-school shots of Wilmington in that movie. What high school did you go to? I went to Laney, Laney High School, because I was, I lived in Castle Haines, so Laney was Michael Jordan's high school. That's right. Um, okay. Yeah, like EA Laney was uh is Michael Jordan Michael J. Jordan gymnasium and he lived out towards Murrayville, which was uh he talks a lot about Wilmington on the, his little his that documentary that just came out. Oh yeah, that's great. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I went to I went to Laney, I went to Trask, I went to um Wrightsboro Elementary School and then that was the height of my education. Yeah. The rest I gained on the road. Um, <laughs> well, I feel like you would appreciate Trick or Treat. Not to be confused with Trick or Treat. Goddamn you know, right. One, but I think you would they dig it. It's called Tricker. Like, is it spelled Tricker Treat? Like, or is o- it Trick or Treat? Trick or O R Treat. Okay. Yeah, yeah if you just type in I'm Trick or Treat. It. I'll watch like, it tonight. Yeah, I mean, by no means am I saying it's a good movie, but it's oh, got a, yeah, but that, those are my favorite. Those are my favorite movies. I love shitty horror movies. Yeah, it's got like a great '80s. It's more of a comedy in a way. It's but it has like a great just '80s comedy horror vibe. It's a fun watch, especially yeah, you know, with the history of like, Wilmington. Uh, yeah, man, uh, Maximum Overdrive was yeah. Uh, that truck is still around here somewhere. Oh shit! Like is that hanging on some wall? Is that gas station still around, or did they tear that down? Somebody asked me that. I think recently. that's been long gone. I, I'm pretty sure that's been long gone. Um, the uh, the Hughes Brothers station is still there, and that's in a lot of movies. I, I want to say that's in Blue Velvet. Um, but oh, yeah, Blue- that place is still there. Blue Velvet is essentially, hey, do you want to see what Wilmington looked like in the mid '80s? Yeah. Because yeah, it's a trip to yeah. to watch that. I lived in Wilmington for a few years back in the day, but yeah, like you see uh, yeah. the high school and shots of downtown, All of pretty them. wild. Also, um, we're we're forgetting one of the greats, Empire Records. Yeah, Empire Records shot here. Yeah, that's a good one. Actually, um, I I met Rory Cochran um, not long ago because he. Came here to film um, the show Reprisal on Hulu, um, which was not bad. I watched it. I liked it. Um, but he, uh, we would just get drinks and chat, and it was it was mind altering to me because I'm like, I'm sitting here with this guy from uh, Dazed and Confused talking about fucking Wilmington and like what it was like to film Empire Records. And, you know, we're like, we're just like eating mushrooms together in the back, you know, like, <laughs> like I was like, how, how can I say no? Like, we're, why would we not 
um, I don't know. It was like the most surreal experience that's ever happened to me. I was like, um, because he, I worked on a movie with a, another actor that's his really good friend. And so, uh, we met, met up through him. He just basically was like, you're going to be in Wilmington. You meet this dude. He's cool. So we started hanging out totally normal dude, but I would have to shake myself and like, like wonder when he's going to ask me, do you ever looked at the back of dollar bill? Man? <laughs> you know, I'm just, he's such yeah. a great guy, man. He's a really, really nice, nice dude. And he, he told me all, you know, they would just put you in Riceville beach and they were all like, they weren't underage. I don't think, but they were just making this movie and they, there was nothing to do downtown in Wilmington. So they would just get, shipped in from Riceville Beach down to downtown to shoot Empire Records and then they get shipped back to the beach. Now Wellington's gotten so big and there's a lot of commerce downtown and there's a lot of places to stay and um so now when you work downtown you stay downtown which is probably better for most people but hmm. yeah that was a uh, that's it's it's nice that's that that's a perk of being a bartender in Wilmington is you usually uh, you get to meet a lot of cool characters, um, especially when film is is pumping down here. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, so did you say you did mushrooms with them? Yeah. Uh, nice. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he I don't know if he wants me talking about that. I, I'm sure he doesn't give a shit. But uh, no, that's all uh, good. Yeah. No, we were. You know, he he's a he watched baseball and we would just sit and talk and com- commiserate about you know how how the world works and, but it but it was nice to just you know i know he probably just wanted a normal person to not like want to take a picture of the the guy from days of confused so yeah uh but yeah it was always it was very fun and Hopefully that show comes back. And get, get this. He actually came to our last. He showed up at our, our last LA show at the Wiltern, which um, I think that was with a tray. But that was cool to see them show up and and, and show support. That was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Shout out to mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I I, they, I think that people should microdose mushrooms. If you have any sort of PTSD, if you yep. if you have uh, traumatic stress, if you have anxiety at all, if you have trouble sleeping, if you have fog, um, mm-hmm. I I the study that they were doing, I want to say it was as far back as the like you know early 50s where they were they were giving housewives uh, doses of psilocybin and they were like oh I'm you know I'm happier the house is cleaner I feel better doing this and that, and I love it. Like, what is this this called? And they're like, oh, it's it's psilocybin, and they yeah, they're like, what, what? But uh, yeah, yeah, good on uh, good on Oregon for just going ahead and doing what everybody needs to do and legalizing everything and stop punishing people because they have vices or they you know have addictions. They, there's no or, reason to punish people for that. Or help because them out, they're them trying, or because they're trying to expand their consciousness and you know. That shouldn't yeah. be a crime. Yeah, I mean, I it should not be a crime, and and it, the only reason that it is is because I mean, you know why it is. It's because they they know that opening your mind like that makes you more susceptible to to challenge religion, to challenge uh, what like why am I paying sales tax and paying tax out of my paycheck? Like you know, yeah, uh, there's. 
there's a lot that you start to think about, but also I don't think there's too much bad in expanding your mind when so many on this planet are closed minded. And, you know, I think mushrooms promote, uh, well, or, or any psychedelics, but it's usually promoting a, a, a connected consciousness, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, if more people were, doing that just as if more people were meditating on on peace rather than scrolling through their phones and then we might be closer to it than we are but yeah um sadly we're an arrogant country and we you know we've all everything is is bad and so everything should be labeled and we should not be allowed to do what we want that's what we're told but um yeah, it's, it's, it's good. I think, I think we're moving in the right direction. I mean, what, like five states legalized marijuana. We had, we had yeah. Oregon legalizing everything. We have, and, and the needle's just being pushed more and more, you know, to where we can get some real research done on these things that help, you know, because we, we know that, that CBD and cannabis used together can, like, help cancer patients in, mm -hmm terminal stages like vastly those studies are huge they know that um the studies on psychedelic mushrooms also greatly help you know people who have are now on mood altering drugs that are on benzos that are on you know um opioids like the just in dosing um psychedelic mushrooms in a small amount will allow you to step away from that and uh, having them a clean um Again, plant-based way of living. I don't think that we should ever look down on that. And then saying that mushrooms are are in any way inherently bad, and and putting them under the term drug is asinine to me. The same with yeah. with marijuana. We know by now. We know by now that you stand to make a good deal of money if you legalize marijuana. So why are you not doing it? I mean, I, there's no there's no good answer for me. Um, but we're getting there. So. Yeah, I, I think there's more places that have medical marijuana than don't now. I'm right there with you, man. Um, so I take it that are you on a micro dosing routine? Like, what's that look like for you? Because I'm I'm right there with you. I do as well. So yeah, I, I allegedly go, allegedly you know, I do. <laughs> well, I'll go. I'll I'll have a you know I'll have a month at a at a time where I where I like you know. We'll have, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll microdose for a month at a time or a week at a time and I'll stop for a little while. It just really depends on what I believe my, I mean, I, of course I would love to do that all the time, but it's not, it's not legal. So, uh, um, I, when I am able to, I think it really, really helps. It, it, for me, I call it the, the silver line. And um, it just makes you not want to jump out of your car and smash somebody's window or it makes you not want to, like, you know, hate tweet at a person that you don't necessarily agree with. It opens your mind to, to being um, more, more perceptive of what's around you. It gives you a little silver lining of, you know, music sounds a little better. The the, you know, smells smell a little better. And it's genuinely, be you know, generally better for my overall being and so i yeah i i, I preach that 100 percent. yeah um but like i said it's 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 illegal and it's not something you 
I mean, um, are allowed to obtain, and I don't even know how to get it, so I wouldn't know how to continue. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk later. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I'm right there with you, man. I find that, um, like, say, I don't even like to microdose every day. Sometimes I forget that there's never like, oh, man, I need to microdose because I'm Jones. No, never. It, it, it's, never. I, I can't really explain it's it. Like a I, vit- It's a vitamin. Mm-hmm. Did you watch uh, Fantastic Fungi? I haven't yet. Uh, no, no, I you haven't. You have yet. to do it. Oh. You have to do it. It's very, very good. I mean, I bought the the book that they referenced immediately because they were talking about um, certain mushrooms were able to to drop your uh, like cortisone levels or and mm-hmm. also help regulate blood sugar and yada yada. And like for me as a diabetic, that's something I like to look into and would love to know more about. But I mean, yeah, lion's mane mushrooms help so much with memory and there's just so many studies that are being done. That's it. A lot of people hate mushrooms, you know, like it's because you're eating the canned mushrooms on your pizza at pizza. But yeah. I, I like to cook. I, you can, you can take a mataki mushroom and sear it or, you know, get oyster mushrooms and fry them like actual oysters or, Yep. Sear a whole head of hen of the woods mushrooms and press it down and turn it into a steak. There's tons of there's tons of really really cool things you can do just to for like the edible mushroom. And then you start talking about the health benefits, and then you're opening up a new can of mushrooms. Yeah, so, I, I personally, I don't know, I, you know, it's I really love the lion's mane mushrooms. Like, yeah, cutting them kind of like a steak. Oh man, mm-hmm. like it's God, they're so good. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I could chat mushrooms and this kind of stuff all day. I would love to. Yeah. It's always it's always a treat whenever I can talk about. You know, I love horror movies, but yeah. Sometimes well, you want to talk we, about. Have other we stuff. even talked about a horror movie? Oh, Boggy Creek. We brought yeah. Up Boggy Creek. We brought up, <laughs> brought up uh, the Crow. I'm trying to think. I watch. So I I'm I'm a huge. I'll tell this. Like, of course, I could talk food all day, but you're you're a horror podcast, so I'll tell you. Obviously, like a lot of people, I got Shutter. Um, Shutter's when great. Joe Bob came back on the air, and uh, I'd like to you, shout out to Joe Bob because he, um, my girlfriend and I, just through quarantine, every Friday we would just look forward to sitting and watching watching two horror movies. You know, you got a good four hour chunk, and I don't know where we would be without it. He's the sweetest guy. It's, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing that him and Darcy are doing. And I, I think that if you're not on Shutter and you're in the horror community, then you're, you're missing out on a, a opportunity to watch this man have another rebirth. Mm-hmm. You know, if you grew up like me and had Monster Vision on TNT, then, you, you know, it's, it's even doubly special, but what they're doing is amazing. And, you know, he's showing movies that are, are like, you wouldn't expect. Like, I mean, I'd never seen Good Night Mary Lou, Mary Lou Prom Night 2. You know, I, I skipped that one. But, <laughs> he, you know, he, he had a, he had a good argument for it and played it. And I'm like, now I tell all my, I'm telling friends about it. You know, I'd never seen Tourist Strap before. And I think he put that one on maybe the first marathon, but he just seems so grateful for what Shudder's given him and, I'm grateful that Shutter gave him that platform. He expected to do it once and he's continuing now and 
he seems to have like more life than I don't know. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And it really kept us sane during quarantine. So if, yeah. if you don't have shutter, but yeah, that being said, shutter has uh host. And I think host was probably, it's on the top of everybody's list right now. It's like number one movie on letterbox, which is crazy. Um, is that like the one the number one horror on is, Letterboxd? Is that the one with all the the friends on webcams? Yeah, they're on they're on a Zoom call. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did thought it was, it was. I did. It was um, it was entertaining. It was it was well done. It's, I mean, it's it's like Paranormal Activity scary, which to me I don't see. I don't like found footage movies. I that's like for for me that's my least favorite version or genre i guess in horror i don't i it just can't get behind like the friend on the phone thing or you know that just doesn't get it for me like i i like the the you know the hereditaries and the get outs and the you know the that's that that's my new horror that's what i'm i'm into but i thought host was super well done to be done amid a pandemic and mm-hmm. you know just just the amount of creativity that had to be done when it's just the actor by themselves because they didn't have people with them. They basically rehearsed it a bunch and he sent them. I heard an article uh, or heard an article. I can't remember if it was on a podcast or read, but he basically said, oh, no, he was on um, Elijah Wood's podcast, the Spectre Vision podcast. But uh, he basically just sent them kits of of their makeup of the gore of the gag oh, wow. and explain to them how to do, to do the gag. And the thing was actually done for like five grand over a zoom call, you know? So, wow. uh, that's innovation. And I was wondering what the first iteration of that was going to be like, who was going to take that and try to run with a quarantine type scare. And I thought it was going to be done very poorly, but I was, pleasantly surprised and i got you know i got a good scare out of a couple of scenes yeah it's definitely very innovative i described it as like the perfect like 12 year old kids having a sleepover and they want to put something on that's going to scare the shit out of them i was like that that's the movie and that's not like a knock on it or anything but no no um, it is it is i mean like i'm trying to think we just watched something that's that's kind of in the same vein where it's like it, it is for it's to scare kids, but that's what, in general, most of the time, that's what horror is supposed to be about. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's supposed to scare Like, we want to get scared, but we're just chasing, like, when's the last time you really got spooked? We're chasing a dream of being a kid watching something for the first time. Yeah. Uh, I would love to get spooked. I mean, I think Hereditary spooked me a little. Um, the the autopsy of Jane Doe spooked me a little bit. Yeah. Um, Good one. Uh, the couple scenes I was like, whoa, whoa. Uh, yeah. But other than that, yeah, it's usually just for fun. And, you know, I love the gags and I love the 80s, you know, like the the Bobo stuff. I I love it. I love the yeah. bad stuff like Trick or Treat. Yeah. But, I, yeah. Again, honorable mention, the other Trick or Treat, Trick or Treat with, yeah. with the girl, the girl from True Blood and, uh, and that crazy guy. Yes, I have a good recommendation for you. It's in the same vein as I'd put it there with like hereditary and the psychological. This is a Shutter original. Yeah. It's called Daniel Isn't Real. 
Have you heard about that? Everybody keeps telling me to watch that, and I just haven't gotten around to it. I, I mean, oh, literally, man. since day one, it's just pop, popping up on show, and it, I have not watched it yet. I don't know why. I think maybe uh, come. Come, is it, uh, Come to Daddy was the one that I watched with, and I was just like, ah, come on, Elijah, like, yeah, maniac, and then this, and then is is he in? Um, Daniel no. isn't real. No, he's, he's not in. Not. It. He okay. produced it, I believe, or he's but a, a, a. But it is. Oh man, uh, I'm not sure, but either way. I is can't it, recommend it. Is enough. it the guy that did Mandy and uh, and? Uh, um. Yes, uh, I believe. The Lovecraft one that just came out. I think uh, it is. The color of shape, or the shape um, of color, or whatever. Color out of shape. Color out of shape. Yeah. 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 I don't think it's the same director, but it's in the same vein as those movies. I think you'll dig it. It's super trippy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I it, like that. I'll watch it. I'm going to watch Trick or Treat first, though. A Wilmington Halloween movie with Ozzy Osbourne. I'm sold. Well, Ozzy's only, only in it for about 30 seconds, but they really rode That's that all one. I need, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I need. Yeah, it's Frank a good darkness. one. Darkness. Give me 30 seconds. Yeah, I have a um, a good uh, little horror-related question for you. So, yeah, his legend used to be called the Uriah Omen, right? Yeah. Okay, so on one of your songs, you have a sample from Halloween Six at the very yeah. beginning. Are oh, you yeah. a, are you a fan of that movie? Because personally, I'm a diehard Halloween fan, and that's my second favorite in the series. It gets yeah, shit on. I'm, I have to defend it a lot. Like a lot of people hate that movie, but yeah, why, why, why? There's there's the you know there's the druid aspect. Michael Myers looks more badass than ever. Paul Rudd is, yep. <laughs> you know, Paul Rudd automatically gives you 35 points towards your movie. Um, you got that shitty, jo- like, shock jock guy that dies. It's, like, kind of like a Howard Stern type guy. I love yeah. that. There's a lot of good music in it. Um, yeah, the soundtrack kicks ass. The the It's, your, it's a classic Halloween tale, and it, it offers layers that I thought would have been a better direction to go in than others have taken liberties with. I like that it's being controlled by this Illuminati styled elite group, you know? Like Well that's like the big gripe with I, most uh, people. I just, well, I, why? But why? I, what else is it? It's, I get that it's inherent evil, but then those people that say that that movie sucked are probably the people that think it's okay that zombie put backstory to Michael Myers and like yeah. let him talk and gave him a bunch of like I just I couldn't get behind that. I did not I, like I like Zombie a lot. I love his music. I've always loved his music. His uh, some of his movies I don't really enjoy. I'm uh I am such a like like so many others, I'm a diehard Michael Myers fan, so um I Kind of said like uh, I was kind of upset about da- uh, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride getting around to to doing something with it, but it it is a character of horror that's going to stick around. Um, you, no one should ever be surprised if they do if they do another Freddy, another Jason, 
Wayne, you know, they're always going to bring these characters back into the franchise, but I liked that storyline and I hope that it continued, but it just didn't. Um, but yeah, if you think about him as being like this faceless character of evil, then why would that evil not be controlled by something even more evil, evil, you know, or, or, or then you, you know, he's, he's, meditated on this evil for so long and he has to kill his family members and he has to kill all these other, you know, people that get in his way. It's like, what if that was just unstoppable rage that was pushed by this, this agenda that broke him out of jail in the, in the end of the movie, you know, I love it. I thought, I thought six was great. And, you know, just the, the beating Michael takes at the end, like they could have ended <laughs> it there and really you feel like he was dead. And it's like, Stabbing him with all those 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 needles. Yeah, that movie um, rules. I mean, it's it is a little wacky, but I think it, I think it's I think it's great. Yeah, I think it has a good vibe to it. Like Michael feels fucking evil in that movie. Yeah, yeah. There's like yeah. a a sinister that tone did. throughout that movie, and it has great atmosphere. Um, yeah, that bar I, the barn at the very beginning where he pushes her on that hay bale. Hay yeah, bale, and then. And then he like pulls the thing down and you see the rune is burned on his hand. I'm like, you're setting up a different plot line, which everybody does with, with Michael Myers anyway, but they set that plot line up at the beginning to like unravel the story. I think that one holds up better than like four and five. I, although I love four and five, it's like, uh, Jamie Strode is just, you know, I mean, of course she's got a life in horror now, but that character was, the uncle part where he like picks up that you know when she finally sees his face and she says oh. you know like me it's like <laughs> well it's like Michael Myers is a, he has no compassion so that wouldn't have happened you know like, well, how would be well, how would be matter at that well let's throw this out there real quick Halloween four great movie Halloween five piece of shit Halloween six yeah. good <laughs> yeah so. Four was great. I, I liked four a lot, and I and I was, you know, I I had I still have all of them on VHS, and I watched them religiously as a kid. And me and my best friend, he lived around the corner from me, Jeremy Jones. He would come over, and we would put on the costume and take my mom's camcorder, and just walk around the backyard and try to. I mean, we had a full on movie with friends from high school. And like, you know, developing plot lines and I would I would get up real close to the to the television and film certain aspects of Michael walking and then we would cut to one of us in the costume and in the house like coming around the corner and Ugh. and then the, you know, there's one <laughs> and it's still it's like, you know, VHS somewhere. I need to try to convert that to to digital and get it out there in the world to embarrass all of those people now thirty years later. I would love to see that if you can make that happen. <laughs> But yeah, Halloween six. You'll never hear. Um, I'll, I'll never pass an opportunity yeah. to like to. Uh, yeah, to I forgot that, that we used that. I forgot that we used that that uh, that clip. Was it? Wasn't it when he said that he had the devil's eyes or something like that? No, this was a uh, Paul Rudd. It was Paul Rudd's speech at the beginning where he's like, "Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah." Okay. Uh huh. Yeah, the open, opening monologue. Yeah, 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 yeah. We yep. used we used a lot from that. We used a lot from Event Horizon. We used a lot from. Um, I'm trying to think of other movies. Our first shirt as the Uriah Oman, I think, was um, very first shirt. The band 
ever made was it just said the Uriah Omen and it was the Lady Hand stained glass mirror in Suspiria, which Suspiria might be one of the top five, probably at the top of my my list, the original Suspiria. Just because, mainly because of Goblin and because everything is so over the top and, you know, the wallpaper is insane. Everything is Technicolor, crazy madness, but the soundtrack is so cool. Yeah, man. Anything by Goblin is just fucking slams. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, I've been working, um, the last, last few weeks and getting ready. We decorate really hard at the bar that I work at. Uh, just getting ready for Christmas or Christmas. Uh, Halloween last week and uh, playing a playlist of just like goblin tunes and like nice. uh, weird weird 80s tracks I had found off other playlists and and uh, yeah I've been I've been in, into a lot of that these last couple of days listening to these crazy Halloween playlists that'll probably get some year round spins for me nice. Um, so speaking of Halloween series, what did you think of the 2018 one? I liked. I'll, I'll give you my quick take on it. Um, yeah. f- frustration. That's yeah. one word for me because there's moments in that movie. There's like scenes that are like, oh, this is fucking amazing. They get it. But then it'll be followed by something that is kind of cringy. And I thought there was too much yeah. humor in it. A little too much. Like every scene had a little punchline. And it's like. Yeah. That's okay. That's call from I feel like Zombie does that a little too much. Tries to get that uh that like Toby Hooper like it's not it's always forced to me. It seems like when the redneck says like, "Well, hell, Jimmy, you didn't kill him that," you know, it's like it's always too much, like a little too on the nose. Uh, I am biased because my friends all worked on Halloween and. Um, I don't, I can't say that I like the premise, but I am cool with, well, I do, I can't say that I, that all of the movie got me and I was like walking out like, that was awesome. I walked out like, that's crazy that I'm seeing another Halloween movie, but I dug the, I dug the fact that he gets, it's supposed to pick up the day after he gets captured. So that's cool. Or, like, supposed to pick, you know, like, it's like Halloween 1 happened, and then this is Halloween 2, and then the next one, you know. So, that's kind of cool. Um, I I know a few of the things that happened in the one that they did here in Wilmington. Um, and so, I'm, I'm looking forward to this new one a lot. Same. And, um, yeah, and... Uh, there, there, I, there's just I've had a couple things spoiled for me, which sucks. But not not so much that I won't see the movie, and I'm not going to say anything here, obviously. But I am excited. I think I'm more excited to see it now, um, whenever they actually do release it, which I'm assuming is going to be next Halloween. Yeah, um, October fifteenth, I believe. Um, oh, cool. Did, did you see the little trailer they just put out last week? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, a I yeah. I mean, it's uh, we got a long ways teaser, to go. You know, teaser trailers pisses me off, man. I don't want to see anything about the movie until about two weeks before, and then I'll watch the official trailer, and then I'll go see the movie. Like I, 
like, trailers trailers get me pumped. I'll, I'll watch trailers all, you know, I'm sure you do too. Like get on YouTube and just watch the red band compilation of new horror trailers coming out. I get yeah. so pumped. And then I'm like, Oh cool. I got to wait a year and a half for this. But well, after that, this candy, man, after this last Halloween kills teaser that just came out, I'm not going to watch anything else until I yeah. sit in the theater because I don't want to yeah. see every little frame right. of the movie. Like, yeah, yeah, a lot of it's given away. It a is given away. Yeah, I guess you have to now, especially if you didn't make a great movie. I mean, that's that's one of the things that I never take anybody's word for anything. Like, I'll always watch it, regard regardless of what people say. Oh, it's trash, but I always like to watch it and make my own opinion. But it is one of those things where, like, sometimes the hype is right, and you can tell immediately that you're getting all the good scenes in the trailer, and you're like, yeah, I'm probably, I probably just watched that movie. Because, I mean, how many times have you left the theater and been like, that could have been 45 minutes long, and I saw most of it in the trailer, so. Yeah. But I think I did at one point make a, like, the only things that I really will go see in the movie theater is horror. Like, that's really the only thing that I get stoked to go to the theater for. Unless there's, like, some sappy, sad bastard Christmas something or, like, you know, like, some indie drama that people are are, are talking about. I'll, I'll, nine times out of ten, I'll just rent it because you can get a ticket on your TV regardless, and I'll just pay the money for the ticket and and do it through streaming. But I want a bucket of popcorn and a big giant soda <laughs> for 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 a horror movie man and I'm yeah. and you know what I'm I'm quite frankly pissed off at coronavirus for that for that reason alone that I haven't been able to eat popcorn in a while yeah what was the last uh, what was the last horror movie you saw before the lockdown mine was the invisible man I didn't get to see that we were on the road I recommend um, it it's good it really yeah okay it's very well done. Um, yeah, I'll check, check it, out. it out. All right. I think I saw, I think we went to see Midsummer, and that might have been the last one I saw in theater. I'd have, to, I'd have to go through and look and see if there anything else came out, but I'm pretty sure the last thing we saw was Midsummer, um, which is cool. It wasn't my favorite. I mean, it had some, it, it was beautifully done. Our ushers is really cool, and I like, I like his work. Um, I thought it but was a very real. accurate depiction of psychedelics. That was cool. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. That that scene where her hands reach up around and the grass moves and everything is like, yes, that is very, very much what psychedelics feel like um, yeah. or look like. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, it's not a movie I need to see again. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that they hired an amazing art decorator who – you know, either and the artist that painted all that stuff on the walls and did all the fairy tale kind of old woodcuts that are that are in the old books and they you know, making it look like this kind of weird Swedish cult. Um like the the art and the direction of the art, it was what the movies were kind of the way I said about Suspiria with like the wallpaper being over over the top, everything's over the top and the brightness and the way, you know, the the creative decisions are made in that movie were beautiful i just don't think i'll watch it again because it wasn't like i don't know it wasn't my favorite i watching hereditary for the second time was almost scarier than the first but uh yeah i I like i like what he does i i 
I'm excited to see what he what he comes up with next. Same here, and I'm right there with you. I thought Midsummer was technically brilliant, but I don't want to watch it again. Um, yeah. Hereditary was for me one of the scariest movies I've seen in a while. So yeah, it's yeah, a slow man. burn too, and I, I get into an argument with my girlfriend all the time because she won't watch it, and I and it, she won't watch it because I told her when I came out of the theater that she wasn't allowed to watch because it has scenes of things that I know would scare her. But now, after I watched it a second time, I'm like, this movie is brilliant. I know you like brilliant movies. You probably need to watch this movie. And then every time I bring it up, she gets mad and leaves the room or tells me to shut up. So <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay out. She's not gonna watch it. There's no way. And but, I, but the second time I watched it, I noticed all these beautiful things I didn't catch in the first part, and like some of the, like I'm not, I don't want to give it away in case anybody hasn't actually seen it. If you haven't seen Hereditary, it's amazing. Um, but, uh, some of the ways that she sets up those miniatures that she's working on and how you can, you can see her, you can see, uh, Tony Collette's character unraveling and her miniatures start to kind of mimic her, her life. And you also kind of notice that she's not really getting her, getting her work done that much. Yeah. And, and there's just so many things in that movie that you catch the second time and you're just like, wow, um, the masterpiece. Yeah, but I yeah, agree. That uh, Get Out it was great. Us, not my favorite. Um, I liked it. Follows a lot. That was great. It was like such a high concept idea of like a sexually transmitted poltergeist. Yeah. Um, but but I thought the I thought the scenes were cool. I thought the ghosts were cool. I, I get weird with the CGI. Like I am Legend kind of zombie and the CGI zombie bum, like bums me out. But yeah, there's a few horror movies there. We, yeah, we ticked off. Yeah, well, let's take it back to the very beginning. What was like? Can you recall the first horror movie you saw as a kid that like really kind of scared the shit out of you? Other than that ghost that scared the shit out of you? Yeah. Well, my mother and father separated when I was three. My dad was uh, in law enforcement, and so I would go. He would pick me up on the weekends, and I would go to a blockbuster video, and we would rent two horror movies, and then he would take me to my grandmother's house, and then he would have to work through the night, and I would watch horror movies. And, I mean, I've been doing that as early as I can remember. I remember my grandmother getting mad at my dad for me watching The Exorcist and her yelling at him saying I was too young, and I was probably seven or eight. Um, and then recently I found on Shudder a movie that I had gotten too scared to finish, um, because my dad had already left and I was by myself. My grandmother, I guess, was asleep and I put in this movie, VHS, and I remember it was Demon Wind. Um, Demon Wind? Never heard of it. It's on Shudder, but I remember very vividly, it might still be on Shudder, I don't know if they've taken it off, but... Um, I remember very vividly the opening credits and they're singing Washed in the Blood of the Lamb, which was, uh, you know, for, it's just a really weird song and the lyrics are weird and it's like, you know, it's a hymnal, um, that talks about being washed in the blood of a lamb, which is, uh, kind of satanic. And, uh, then this zombie walks on screen and throws up, I guess, or pukes or something in his mouth, something about his mouth. 
And I turned it off, and that zombie scared me because it came out of nowhere, kind of like the zombie at the end of Thriller, you know, where he turns around, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, I, so I, I didn't finish it back then. And then when it came on Shudder, I watched it and watched the whole thing. And the movie's actually really cool. It's an like 80s cheesy shit movie. But it's, it's it's a cool movie. But I, I remember turning that off and, like, not watching it and returning it to to – blockbuster like i watched that one but but also <laughs> it was uh it was the hot the the case of the vhs was a hologram and so it was a window you know like how like the weird hologram like baseball card things and it was like a window that was closed and you open it and this monster comes through the window and it was like the only vhs tape that i had seen like that that had that weird uh holographic cover so yeah it just stuck with stuck in my memory pretty well yeah i'll check that one out yeah i got a wind demon wind yeah i think the first movie that i mean this is gonna sound cliche but it was halloween six for me when i was like seven or eight years old that first scene where you see michael he comes out of the shadows shoves the lady's head through a fucking spike like, he just looked yeah, so yeah. evil and sinister in that moment. It just terrified me. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that movie a lot. We already gone over that. But yeah. yeah, yeah. I, do. I, I think that movie was terrifying. Um, and, yeah, the, the, the druid aspect to it really, really got to me. And I remember, like, really getting into runes and things like like Like, I, it made me want to look into that stuff. It kind of probably was my gateway into learning more about esoteric and uh yeah things like that yeah that's like eastern philosophy or whatever yeah yeah do you um speaking of like eastern philosophy you mentioned like meditation earlier are you into that yeah 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 um i i studied transcendental meditation and uh it, it kind of you know, um, taught me a way. I think I've, I, I've said this before on other podcasts, but I think that, uh, once you find out, you kind of find this childlike, um, wonder about yourself inside that you, that you've known all along. Um, and it really just takes some practice to, to get there. But once you find yourself in a meditative state, you, you, you um, I don't know. I kind of feel like it when the first time it happened for me, I was like, Oh, this is like praying, you know, or this is like, this is like, you know, when you zone out coloring or whatever, you know, so, um, the actual, you know, the organization of, of transcendental meditation, like the David Lynch foundation is what I, um, studied under for a bit. And it became, you know, it gave me the tools to learn how to meditate, but then, you know, there's higher tiers and it, seemed kind of not pyramid schemey because I know it's all about, you know, this kind of guarded information, but I just didn't think it was for me. And, and I, yeah, I kept what I learned and, and, um, then obviously I've, I've read many different ways, schools of thought on meditation. And it, I do feel like most of it is the same, um, time to be quiet and sit and, and yeah. be introspective, inter, you know, like reflect on yourself and find your inner inner voice or whatever. That's a very important thing that we all should be doing. 
And, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's mainly my, I guess, my an agnostic view of like, you know, I don't know the things I don't know. Um, I know what has, what helps me and what helps me become a better person. And I guess in most things, they'll call it the great work or whatever, you know, if you, you look into some of these, um, secret knowledge schools, you know, it's, it's called the great work because it takes a long time to, to get into a routine. I am not, I am not in a routine currently. Um, I'm sure it's fairly hard for most people who don't have a place to go sit quietly for 20 minutes, two times a day. But, um, it is about, it is about doing the work, you know, it is about, yeah about continuing to meditate, not, you know, and not putting too much on no too, too many limitations on yourself or like make yourself feel bad when you don't do it. It's about, it's about wanting to do it. It's about it being easy, you know, and that's a lot of people tell you, you know, or make it seem hard or make it seem like it's this huge discipline and it is, but you reap benefits from that discipline and the more you do it, the better you become. Yeah, do you um do you use like any apps or anything? Like personally, I use this one called Insight Timer. They have like different yeah. guided meditations you can pick from, and you can select like two minutes, five minutes, ten, twenty, thirty, cool. and it'll give you a list of like different guided meditations to try. And lately, I've been yeah. doing that. I just hit five days in a row meditating cool. for like at least just ten minutes a day will yeah. change so much, you know. Like, yeah, just doing sure. five minutes a day, like, just to kind of check in with yourself, you know? You don't have to become, yeah, like, Mr. Guru guy, like, zen right. out all day, like... Checking in with yourself is, is exactly how I would put it. And, do and and yeah, I haven't used any of the apps. I, I have a mantra, and I, you know, I just speak a mantra in my head, and and I close my eyes and sit still, and I, I try to do 20 minutes, um... Sometimes ten, sometimes five, you know. Uh, but it, it it does help. It helps clear your mind. It helps you know make the world seem. It's kind of like another way, like the silver lining we were talking about, you know. Yeah, um, I do. I I speak about it most podcasts. I'm on. I, I speak about it because it is important, and it really is just as easy as being quiet and being inside your own head and trying to clear your mind of all the cobwebs but yeah i would encourage anybody to maybe download some apps there's some really good ones out there that's just the one that i use so yeah 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 that's cool i think uh, i spoke about it um with my friend dewey on his podcast uh a little bit ago and it really do, it really is just taking the, the first step to start you know and if that's you getting an app or you know getting one of those the uh coloring books that um because you know when i'm drawing i find the same um sort of blissed out kind of feeling when i'm i just like am moving a pencil across the page for an hour or so it, it does have a meditation those are, there's a reason those coloring books are a thing you know those i gotta those, try those uh, mental you know whatever coloring books so yeah, anything you can do for your mental health, especially in these days and age, it's pretty decent for you to do so. Yeah, anything agreed. you can. 
Well, to to bring it back around to the horror world, Skylar, yeah. Skylar, you're a rock and roller. What's a good recommend? A good soundtrack for everyone to check out. Um, Rosemary's Baby is a great soundtrack. I was yeah. thinking more of like uh like you remember like like the Crow or the even the Crow too. They have oh, like yeah. Deftones the and the Crow is yeah. The Crow was great. That Nine Inch Nails song on there ruled. Yeah. Um, trying to think. Some of my, I mean, the the soundtrack to the original Suspiria from Goblin is a banger. Those dudes are just jamming. Uh, it's, I mean, it, it really is good. I think um, Evil Dead Two is a really great soundtrack. I like Evil Dead 2 soundtrack a lot. I like soundtrack music. I listen to it a lot when I'm drawing. Um, I really like the soundtrack to A Thin Blue Line, which is not horror, but still good. Um, here, here's one. I'll give you one. Vertigo. The Vertigo okay. soundtrack rules. Uh, Berman, I think is the guy's name. Uh, or Bernard, maybe something. Whatever, whoever that composer is, he did Taxi Driver, he did uh, Vertigo, he did. Um, I want to say it's Herman Bernard or something like that, but he is awesome. And the Vertigo soundtrack is very cool. Okay. Well, cool, man. Good recommendation. Not there. so much, not not so much of a rocker compilation kind of horror thing, but I don't know off the top of my head like which. So one for me was um, the Crow City of Angels soundtrack. Do you remember that one? Yeah. That was the first time I heard Corn yeah. when yeah. I was a kid. Oh, wow. Yeah, because yeah. that came yeah, out in, like, 96. I wish, I wish people still did movies, soundtracks like that, you know. I know I know most people just don't want to make rights, and it's so easy to make, you know, Stranger Things-type synth-sounding keyboard stuff now. Um, but I like the the day when you would have a bunch of bands on one sound soundtrack, you know. Um Well that's Tales how you just from the hood was probably awesome. <laughs> uh good good call out. Yeah, like back in the day that was kinda how you found new bands in the nineties. It was like, whoa, this yeah this soundtrack has corn on it. What's this other band? So Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I wanna say maybe Jeepers Creepers was like that too. Maybe Jeepers Creepers too. Some of that stuff, probably. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I like I like uh, I like the I like the classic guys. You know, the the ones making spooky tunes for Hitchcock are all. They're always going to be my favorite. You know. Yeah. All right, man. Well, hey, Skylar. Before I let you go, um, I I guess a lot of people would be mad at me if I didn't ask this. What is he his legend up to? What do you guys got cooking over there? We are doing probably the same thing almost every other band is doing on chilling. planet Earth right now and just chilling. <laughs> uh, we've got, we've got, we've been cooking up a few things and we've been in the practice room a little and, um, not that I want to really announce yet because we're still kind of working on things, but, uh, we're not dead and we're all, we're all well. And um, we're in North Carolina, I'm bracing for cold and waiting to see what happens with 
Um, all of the things that are, you know, there's many shoes in the air right now. We're waiting for them all to drop. Cold weather, COVID, presidential yep. election, yada, yada, the whole nine. Yep. Uh, so yeah, we're just, we're just taking it day by day, hanging. You know, I'm, I'm optimistic and I'm excited to be able to still play music, even though we're not on the road. We, we all certainly miss the road a lot. So. Here's yeah. to 2021 and hopefully being able to get back out there. Hell yeah. Well, hey, thanks for your time, Scholar. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. It was fun chatting, man. I love talking about movies and stuff. Absolutely. Take care, bud. Yeah, man. Cool. <laughs>